Welcome to the Can Cook Podcast. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and we're taking a break from our usual focus on family, leadership, marriage, and spiritual growth to do a mini-series on Advent. If you're new here, welcome. You picked a great time to jump in. Over these four weeks, we're focusing on faith, hope, love, and peace. This content is great for any age during the holiday season, and we hope it helps you to focus on what Christmas should really be about, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's hop into week three to talk about joy. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm here with my teammate, co-host, and Santa's little helper, Joe White. <laughs> okay, I think... That's Santa's little helper, Debbie Joe. Hope you're listening to that. You got to get all the work done, and so I'll be your little helper this Christmas. Is That's that what you're right. talking about, Shay? Something like that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Uh, Joe, we welcome the Canacuck podcast listeners to our Christmas Advent series. We're in week three in our journey to Christmas morning to celebrate the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And as you guys know, each week we'll release a new Advent series episode leading up to that special day. As you guys know, the blob cookie revolution, it's on. There's Christmas blob cookies all over popping up on social media. Joe, believe it or not, I was at the grocery store the other day, and you know how year after year they have those, the Christmas drawing coloring competitions for kids? It's usually like a manger scene or a snowman or something. They actually, it was a Christmas blob coloring competition. Can you believe that? The revolution is here. So, <laughs> how I does it took, taste? I just took a bite of my Christmas blob cookie. I actually have one in my hand. And I guess, Jay, uh, you've got to use your imagination to make a Christmas blob cookie. But I will assure you, if you make one of these, not only are they tasty, it's the standard sugar cookie recipe with the blue, red, and yellow uh, alternating colors of the blob. Sure. But... Uh, your family will be fascinated by your cooking skills. And, and men, I understand that ladies are sometimes burdened with the, the chore <laughs> of doing all the blob cookie making. But men, I dare you. Children, get in there. Get in the kitchen and start getting creative. You know, there, at first there was some apprehension to the blob cookie because the thought was, you'd, you know, a blob cookie would taste like a tarp. You know, with some chlorine, <laughs> but actually, it doesn't taste just like you a great cookie. That. You yeah. didn't say that. I just did. Yeah, but uh, you know, we've overcome those initial fears, and the revolution's in full swing. All right, <laughs> all right, Coach. So our advent today is joy. Got a question for you? I'll try. Yeah. What are some of the most joyful Christmas memories you have of your mom and dad, Spike and Darnell White? So I'm laughing because to, to put the blob in the water, if, if, you've, if you've been to our camps and you've seen the blobs, uh, very colorful, and they're, they're these giant 30-foot burritos that you jump on, they're filled with air, then your buddy jumps on it and he's, he, he puts you into orbit. Uh, one time, Shay, a couple of campers put me on the blob, and, 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 and one of them weighed 275 and one weighed 325. The, uh, the, the the campers actually forced me onto the blob. May I may I correct that? Uh-huh. There was this gigantic uh, mass of teenage boys screaming, yelling, "Blob Joe White, Blob Joe White," <laughs> and it became like kind of a, a an in camp peaceful riot. And they shoved me. They gathered around me, two hundred crazy nutty hoodlums 
gathered around me, and they shoved me to the dock and up on the blob, blob tower. I didn't have any choice, Jay. So just before I got on the blob, I grabbed a cowboy hat off one of the kids, and I go, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die in style. A Texan, that's so right. I put the hat on like I was going to be riding a bull, and I jumped on the blob, crawled out on the end, and I tucked up in a little, in a small, like a small little cannonball. Yeah, you would want to do that. The dock is on each side of the blob, just, you know, a safe distance away for average blobbing because a Kanakuk blob, you can only be a certain amount heavier than the person you're blobbing, so you just go up in there a little bit. Well, they were yelling, you know, Papa John and Chris. Papa John weighed 275. Chris weighed a smooth 325. Ooh. Papa John and Chris climbed the blob tower, Shay. They got up on the tower. My last glimpse was two young men locking elbows, locking <laughs> locking a body uh, mass, shall we say. It was like one gigantic brick. The brick, <laughs> the brick leaped up in the air, and I squeezed my eyes closed, going, I'm surely going go to go into orbit or die or both. When I came down, partially on the blob, partially in the water, I was overjoyed with, with life. Oh. I felt my arms. I felt my legs. They were, they were all intact. It and was I bet there was a roar of the crowd. So when I look at the blob cookie, I think about So favorite Christmas memory. Well, it was surviving that. Uh, no, Mom and Dad were, were just were incredible Christmas givers. Our home was blessed not to have uh, much around the Christmas tree. We, we weren't broke, but we didn't have a nickel in our pocket to buy a popsicle, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, we didn't miss a meal, but— uh, sharing a popsicle with a buddy on the playground was like the highlight of my lunch hour. If he if he had a nickel, we were we just kind of grew up to appreciate a nickel. But my dad's job was to was to bring entertainment to, to the Texas A and M uh, Corps of Cadets back in the days when the Corps was all A and M had, and the entertainment was scant. But we would travel to New York on on A and M's nickel in our old four station wagon. And, and we go to New York City for Christmas, and uh, we would see Broadway plays. I was too young to appreciate them. But one Christmas, Mom and Dad spent five bucks, and they got me a camera. And Shay, honestly, I felt like the luckiest kid. I, I, I was so happy. I pictured myself as like this incredibly creative photographer. I was only like seven, <laughs> But I was just enthralled with creativity. I was going to, you know, and I remember we, we came to Branson after, after New York. We drove back through Branson to check on camp. In those days, Daddy ran the camp from College Station uh, where he worked, and then we'd come back. And, and, so we, and I saw the, the Branson Christmas nativity scene. It's about 20 feet or 30 feet high on the top of a cliff. And I remember taking a picture of it through my new little camera. And I was certain that I was going to be one of the greatest photographers of all time. Wow. It was an awesome sight. Well, that obviously uh, seeded something in you because you were the camp videographer for like four decades. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun. What a great memory. Well, Spike and Darnell are legends around here, and Kennecuck is what it is today because of their heartbeat. Um, we are speaking about joy this week, and we're going to read from Luke chapter 2, that famous text and the story of Jesus' birth. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus 
that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all the people were on their way to register for the census, each to his own city. Now Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was, his, who was betrothed to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. And so the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all of the people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Hmm. That Christmas story is so sweet. We know it not just a Christmas story, but a historical story. And, and certainly the greatest story ever told, the greatest historical event ever um, to happen until, of course, the day of the resurrection of Jesus. Um, yeah, Shay, if you haven't heard Charlie Brown tell that story, I'm sure you can find the, the Charlie Brown version of that story online. It's really cute. And, and Charlie Brown also uh, gives us the, the scriptural version of that story. But Shay Joy, uh, as you said, is uh, one of the greatest gifts of Christmas. When I think of the joy of Christmas, I think about one of our dear team members. Uh, she's an incredible woman named Debbie Hughes. Um, she worked for several years with uh, Sharon Smith. And if Sherry and her precious assistant, Carrie Youngblood, were here to tell the story, they would attest to the joy of Debbie as well. But 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 Debbie's Christmas uh, a few years ago was filled with the news of a double mastectomy. Um, probably one of the most difficult things to swallow during the Christmas season. I'm not sure what stage it was in when Christmas actually arrived, but all of us who know Debbie will remember not just the Debbie that was filled with joy every day, filled with joy before the news of the double mastectomy, but after the double mastectomy, the joy never changed. Her joy spilled. <laughs> and we all know Debbie well, and, and we know that, that that joy came from the bottom of her heart, that she wasn't putting on a show every day when she came to work. But even in her recovery, her joy exuded to everyone who would come by the transportation department. Sharon bears witness to what I'm telling you today. But you know, Shay, um, I, I, picture, I picture someone listening who has a mother or daddy alive on, you know, planet Earth still. Uh, probably most people listening have either a mother or daddy uh, still 
alive, still with us on this earth, this side of heaven. Uh, but, but, but the joy of Christmas is wrapped up in the joy of giving. And we've heard this so many times, but when you see it, as I saw in a teenage girl named Brooke one time at camp, you understand how true this is. Brooke came to me at camp for counseling. We sat outdoors in the in the K two church there in the middle of the camp, and, um, and 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 in fact, it was right after a Sunday service. The kids were mingling around, but Brooke and I were talking, and she told me about her broken home. She told me about her father who was going through some kind of a midlife crisis, some kind of a uh, weird psychological—I uh, need to withdraw from the, with that family, to withdraw from everything. He was, he was um, pressed on all sides and, and withdrawn from Brooke. And Brooke was distressed. He withdrawn from his wife. It happens way too often today. But at age 15, Brooke said, what can I do? And I said, Brooke— Go back to your cabin and write down every way you can think of to love and bring joy to your father. This 15-year-old, folks, and it can happen at age 25, 35, 40, or 50. You're never too old to give the gift of joy away by serving the other person. Brooke wrote down, believe it or not, folks, 37 ways to say I love you to her dad. 37 ways. And so she began to carry out her plan. She called me in October, and she said, Joe, this is Brooke. And I said, Brooke, how are you doing? And she said, it's working. (laughs) I said, keep it up, girl. She called me in January after enacting 37 ways to share love and joy with her dad, such as Tape a Bible verse on Daddy's steering wheel of his car before he drives to work once a week. Repack his lunch in his office refrigerator once a week. Tell him I love you every day. They were specific gifts of joy and love. In January, she called and she said, guess who my new best friend is? And I said, who, Brooke? Through tears of joy, she said, my dad My dad's my new best friend. It took her about five months to bring joy back in the heart of her dad. The next summer at camp, Brooke brought me a tear-stained letter that her daddy had written her while she was there at camp. And the letter said, Dear Brooke, I was on the airplane today and I saw a little girl and she reminded me of you. He said, not only does she remind me of you because of her laughter and her good nature, but she reminds me of you because of the way she's loving her parents there on the flight. He said, Brooke, not only have you taught me to love you again, but you've taught me how to love your mom again. I saw her five years later with her dad, and the gift of joy had brought the two back together again. Yes, joy is in Christmas, but joy, folks, if you've never gotten it before, please get it today, is in the spirit of giving, because we too can do what God did. We can give of ourselves sacrificially, and that is what brings the joy of Christmas. Thank you so much, Joe. What an inspirational story. Joy. 
What a blessing it is to be around people that are filled with it. Um, so we have a fun activity for you and your family to join the revolution. We'd encourage you to make some Christmas blob cookies together and enjoy your favorite Christmas movie as a family. We want to thank you for sharing your time with us today. We hope today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to the Christmas season. Let me pray for you. Father, we, we pray that the Holy Spirit would infuse joy into the homes of our families. We pray, God, that, that you would bless them and that the things that are heavy on their hearts, <clears throat> God, that you would give them a perspective of all the wonderful things that are happening in their life, Lord, and that uh, you'd allow them to be joyful even in the midst of trials. We pray, God, over those families and pray that you would help them and care for them and that this season would be a time to reflect on you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you hadn't had the chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to marriage, family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com.